Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! And we're going to have the hap, hap, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. I'm a good Christian. I brought my Bible. We are stopping the attacks on Judeo-Christian values. We're saying Merry Christmas again. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. He just says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wing. Dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace time for the airing of the grievances <laughs> i got a lot of problems with you people and now you're gonna hear about it <laughs> ho 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 merry christmas i hope you guys enjoyed that theme music because it took a lot of that <laughs> welcome to a very special episode of brad is a bad person that's right we're back motherfuckers yeah my name is Morgan, and I'll be your host for this episode. I'm joined, as always, by Lachlan and Brad. Guys, I fucking love Christmas. Do you? Uh, no. I, I fucking hate Christmas. <laughs> I have uh, mixed feelings about the issue, obviously. I despise this season. A uh, couple of Grinches fucking, over here. Yeah. I, no, no, no. I have mixed feelings <laughs> because it's it, my birthday is so close, and I just get like fucked by every relative. Ah, uh, you but, get the old yeah, joint present. Just just half assing the fuck out of it. So um well when I was a kid, not so much anymore. But Do you think you know, people would bit. celebrate your birthday otherwise? Now so? they just give you nothing. Well I mean my my family my immediate <laughs> family was always uh, pretty good at celebrating make making a distinction even though they are so close. But uh you know the you know the phone it in relatives they were always like, Hey happy birthday and Christmas and I'd be like, Fuck you Well, you can't compete with Jesus. Your birthday, his birthday. I mean come on bro <laughs> The second coming of Jesus here, so... <laughs> oh, okay, so obviously we'll be talking about all things Christmas in this very special episode, so this should be fun. Um, we'll each be doing a very special Morgan's Movie Review in this episode. Just like the time travel episode, there are so many great movies about this subject that we think it's worth everybody getting involved, so... Uh, first things first, though, Lachlan, do you have a very special edition of Cracking Open the Cold One with the Boys? Boy, do I. <laughs> you would not believe how special yeah. this edition is. Excellent. Uh, All right, well, can you give us the name of the beer? Okay, well, funny you should say that. Uh, <laughs> as you guys know, I said because this was a very special Christmas edition very special. of Brad is a Bad Person, I was going to find a very special Christmas beer. Uh, turns out that's a lot easier said than done. <laughs> so... <laughs> What I've done instead is I have made at home in my kitchen oh, eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't tried it yet. Uh, I'm going to try it out. Can you hold it up for the camera? Because I can I see can. you. It's good. This is uh, good radio. That, so oh, God. That you looks, can see there's that the looks, cinnamon That looks top. noggy. looks very noggy. That's that's homemade. That's not like the, the Paul's one you get this in store or anything. This is made from scratch. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that is questionable. But I... Okay, so what country is this beer from? Okay. Uh, uh, it's from Australia, my kitchen. And the type of beer, is this ale, an ale or a lager? Uh, it's a nog. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, do you have any clue of the alcohol percentage? Because that's my next question. Uh, well, I mean, the alcohol in it is brandy, which is like 40%. So, How much brandy is it? I'll do some quick maths. It's like a third brandy. <laughs> Okay, so it's like thirteen point three percent. Yeah, it's disgustingly. That's very strong for a beer. It smells like eggnog, so yeah. <laughs> equal parts egg and nog. That's right. Uh, please, <laughs> please crack it. I love to crack it open and tell us ah, what you think. I apologise to the audience. I can't crack it open, but I'm going to try it. That's actually not bad. No. <laughs> You can I drink the rest of it? Always do. <laughs> it's made of like it's made from raw eggs, right? Yes. Hey, yeah. How do you actually make eggnog? I'm not familiar. Uh, it is brandy, raw egg yolks, oh. milk, and sugar, and cinnamon and stuff, right? Yeah, you put cinnamon on top oh. nice. as a garnish. Raw egg yolks. Isn't that how you get salmonella? Probably. <laughs> Delicious salmonella. <laughs> 
So, as I said before, this is a very special episode of Brad is a Bad Person because it's a Christmas special, and a lot of TV shows do Christmas specials or Christmas episodes. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you like that, or do you wish TV shows didn't bother with the whole Christmas episode thing? Oh, I don't know. I think it's, it's hilarious. Themed episodes are always hilarious. You like They're, it? You yeah. get into it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. I like when it's a normal episode set at Christmas. I don't like when they do, like, you know, Christmas specials where it's, like, a completely different format to the rest of the show. Oh, they change, like, the... Uh, yeah. The yeah, and they'll have, like, special celebrity and guests and stuff like that, and it's just, you know, kind of like the Star Wars Christmas special. That was a fucking schmozzle. What episode number was that? Uh, that was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, The the Simpsons is famous for doing a lot of uh, Christmas episodes. In fact, the pilot episode of The Simpsons was a uh, Christmas special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's great because... Chestnuts roofing... It doesn't change the tone of the show. Well, it set the tone of the show. It was the first ever episode. Well, yeah, okay. It's an episode set at Christmas, you know. Yeah, it's just a normal episode and it happened to be at Christmas. Exactly. Cool. Well, um, I really like the the Simpsons episode, Marge Be Not Proud, you know, the one where Bart steals the video game. (laughs) Yeah. That's an excellent Christmas episode. Catfish? And... uh... (laughs) (laughs) I was... um, I was... Watching that episode, and I remember that my girlfriend and I watch a TV show called Catfish, which is about like the people who trick people online. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever we watch it, I always say Catfish <laughs> <laughs> because the way that they say it in the Simpsons episode. That's the subtle, um, the subtle humor that made classic like Golden Era Simpsons so so good. Fantastic, just yeah. sticks with yeah. yeah, it. Does, yeah. Simpsons. My favorite Simpsons episode is uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one where Bart gets up early to unwrap. The presents and he <laughs> burns runs his remote controlled toy truck, uh, toy fire truck, into the Christmas tree and burns it down, and it melts into a big plastic puddle, and he buries it in the snow. <laughs> what? And he says, "Oh, a one-eyed, one-armed, red-headed guy stole their Christmas tree and all the presents." <laughs> what are you and Kemp Rotman's talking about? What was he like? Little Lisa's. Yeah. Uh, oh, I can't remember what it is. Uh, <laughs> Little Homer's cage <laughs> <laughs> oh, what? oh yeah, that's a that's a quality quality episode. And um Lachlan, you mentioned it as the uh the top of the episode. Um Seinfeld doesn't really have Christmas episodes, but there was an episode about Festivus, which uh Festivus for the rest of us. George's dad um <laughs> created. And uh the annual airing of grievances is definitely the the highlight of that episode. <laughs> Don't forget the feats of strength. Yeah. <laughs> Um, right, and there are a couple of um, Twilight Zone episodes about Christmas. Did you guys watch them this week? Or? God no. damn it, you can't help but bring up Twilight Zone. No, you love to. You got a raging <laughs> son of a bonus. Bitch. They're actually not that good, so don't worry about that. <laughs> just stick to the novel ones. You know, you've, you've got my top five. Just stick with them. Um, <laughs> well, I think the I think the Christmas special is a very British thing, right? You know, sitcoms in Britain usually have like a short season and then a Christmas yeah. special which is like a really long episode as opposed to in America where yes. it's just like a normal episode within the season. I know that yeah, Doctor Who does one like every year. Yeah, yeah Doctor Who does a Christmas yeah. special. It's like a really big deal. Yeah, big deal, yeah. Um, both of Ricky Gervais's shows, The Office and Extras, both did Christmas specials. Yeah. And I think it's it's interesting, especially The Office, because The Office was a very bleak show and it was all about, you know, this guy doesn't have a happy ending because he doesn't deserve it. And then the, the, that's sort of a British way of doing a sitcom where, uh, you know, everything's bleak and everyone's yep. unhappy. And then the Christmas special, it's like, wow, you're in the Christmas spirit, so it's got it's to end well. So I think it's a good way to, like, get out of the um, that sort of rut and do, like, a, a happy ending for once. So I really liked um, The Office and Extras, those Christmas specials. I thought they were really good. Chain, different change of, like, a change in tone, but a really still really funny and... Um, a nice happy ending, which makes me feel good. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I love a Christmas episode. Um, I usually like a Halloween episode as well, you know, when um, American shows do Halloween. Not The Simpsons, The Treehouse of Horror is not... Treehouse of Horror sucks. Amazing, but you know, I like like Uh, a Halloween episode. Some of the early ones were great. I love some of the early ones. Yeah. Um, Well, what about Christmas movies, guys? Do you like Christmas movies? Are there any Christmas movies that you watch every year? 
Well, I mean, it, it's debatable. No. Is is Die Hard a Christmas movie? This is one of yes, the questions. Yes, it is. I, I think it's a Christmas nope. movie. It's set at it Christmas. It's 100% a Christmas movie. He's traveling for it the is. holidays. It is a, a movie set at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Yeah, but it's not... Change <laughs> the my whole mind. movie it's happens not... because of a Christmas party. Yeah, yeah exactly. I know, but it's, it's not a Christmas a, movie. There's, there's no Christmas theme. You could swap out the Christmas party for like a retirement party and it's the exact well, same it movie. It does the same, movie, same thing it? I said about TV shows. It's I like a movie set at Christmas, but not... About Christmas. The Santa Claus. That's a Christmas movie. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Tim wow. Allen at his finest. Debatable. Uh, look. I think it's just about a lousy father. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... <laughs> It's a pretty weird movie. When you think about it, he gets like he misses his kids so much that he gets he like morphs his body to look like Santa Claus. It's really creepy. Like the the wife he kills and, Santa um, though, doesn't he? Spoilers. The wife. But... <laughs> it's like the first thing left in the movie. Yeah, spoilers, but spoilers. <laughs> Uh, in the movie, for the the wife and her boyfriend's perspective, Jack Reinhold, <laughs> yeah, the uh, Tim Allen's character like wants to see his kids so much that he puts on stacks of weight and grows a beard <laughs> to look like Santa Claus. <laughs> like that's how messed up this guy is. Like it's a pretty creepy movie. Yeah, she's definitely not regretting that divorce. Um, what about Elf? Do you guys like Elf? No. I had never seen it until last Christmas, and it was fucking awful. Really? I loved that movie. Did not enjoy Uh, it at all. I've only seen it once, and it was a a long time ago, so... It was hilarious. Oh, guys. I'd heard everyone hype it up, and it was just bad. Yeah, okay. Well, I I didn't have expectations coming into it, so maybe... Yeah, but I've watched it like three or four times now, and I think it's really funny. It's a little bit disturbing that Zoe Deschanel's dating someone who's, like, mentally retarded, but, um, you know, (laughs) if you can overlook that part, it's pretty Uh, That's more flaw. Another great Christmas movie is Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. With, uh... Did you say Chris Chris? No, Kiss Kiss what? Bang Bang <laughs> with Robert Downey Jr. And, Christmas uh, Bang Bang. Uh, it's like uh, it's like um, Die Hard. It's set at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> who's the other guy in it? Uh, I always forget his name. Plastic um, Face. Yeah, I know who you mean. Uh, oh, he's in Top Gun. Uh, Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. That's it. Val Kilmer. Yeah, Val Kilmer before he got real fat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a, a stud. Movie. He was a he was a stud in Top Gun. Oh my god! Oh yeah, a bit of Top Gun. Um, all right, what do you guys think about Home Alone? Oh yeah, Home Alone two. fantastic, absolutely great movie. God tier. Home Alone, fantastic. Home Alone two, yeah, take it or leave it. Oh, I was watching. Oh, I was watching this um, video on YouTube yesterday that was called "Everything Wrong with Home Alone," and I was like, "There's nothing wrong with Home Alone. So this should be a laugh." <laughs> and the first thing he said was that. The kid's home alone and he knows that these people are going to attack the house and he doesn't call the police. I'm like, that's the whole point of the movie. It's about taking responsibility for your own problems and sorting things out for yourself. That's what home alone is. (laughs) Seriously. Um, Have you guys seen Home Alone, like the trailer recut as a horror movie? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To make it look like really dark. We'll put a link to that on the blog because it's quality. And um, there's also one for Elf, where Elf is recut as a horror movie where this like um, buddy is like stalking his dad and he's really like mentally unstable and stuff. Uh, (laughs) So it's just the normal movie then. (laughs) (laughs) That's the plot of the movie. (laughs) Instead of being a light comedy, it's a dark comedy. Yeah. Okay. No, no, it's, um, yeah, it's good. But anyway, since we're talking about Christmas movies, do you guys want to do a very special edition of Morgan's Movie Review? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to go first? Yeah, I mean, I, I could jump in if you want. All right, Brad. <clears throat> Morgan. 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 Morgan's Movie Review, starring Brad. All right, boys, uh, for my Christmas movie review. I've chosen 1996's Jingle All The Way. Nice. Released on the 26th of November, the movie would go on to gross $129 million worldwide. Uh, Now, for reference, this puts it in the esteemed company of movies such as Ransom, starring Mel Gibson, and Jerry Maguire, starring uh, Tom Tom Cruise, and Mission Impossible, starring Tom Cruise, that were all released in the same year. So, uh, yeah, some some esteemed company there. Uh, The movie itself sees our protagonist, Howard Langston, played by an Arnold Schwarzenegger at the peak of his comedy prowess, uh, <laughs> as an overworked and underappreciated father trying to reconcile the difficulties of his work-life balance. Howard immediately finds himself in hot water with his wife Liz, played by the ever-spicy Rita Wilson, after missing his son's karate recital, or whatever the fuck they're called. Um, uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> I think it was a grading. Uh, whatever, mate. His son... To get his new belt uh-huh. practice. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a grading for the belt, but I don't know. Recital is what I was going for. Um, his son, Jamie, played by future Anakin Skywalker, Jake Lloyd, is distraught and can uh, is only able to be consoled by the promise of that year's big ticket item, a Turbo Man doll. Howard sets out on Christmas Eve day. By the way, I had trouble saying wording there. Is it Christmas Eve or Christmas Eve day? I'm going with Christmas Eve day. Christmas Eve. Yeah, okay. Christmas Eve day to, f- <laughs> to find what must be the last unclaimed Turbo Man in town <laughs> while still trying to make it to the Christmas parade later that day. Was the Christmas Day parade on the Christmas day day? No, it's Christmas Eve day. Oh, okay. Yeah, so obviously no one's going to have a parade on Christmas day. What are you, crazy? They're all open in prisons. Um, during his <laughs> travels, Howard meets another overworked, underappreciated father and the film's main antagonist, Myron Larrabee. Played by the infectious Sinbad, Myron is driven by his desire to obtain a Turbo Man for his son as he never forgave his own father for missing out on his hot ticket toy as a child, the Johnny 7 OMA gun. And OMA stands for One Man Army, so it's badass. Uh, (laughs) Myron believes uh, that it's the reason he ended up a mailman and his neighbour ended up a billionaire. Um, the two clash on several occasions and even share some heartfelt moments in pursuit of their respective children's affection. Uh, on the home front, Howard is also dealing with the outwardly perfectly, uh, outwardly perfect, secretly sleazy neighbor Ted, played by the brilliantly cast Phil Hartman, ripping pieces. <laughs> Ted is looking to slide down the chimney and empty his Santa sack <laughs> over Liz's face, if you know what I mean. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> that is atrocious. <laughs> this is a best, family show. Some of my best writing, I think. Uh, <laughs> I'll keep this review spoiler free, as everyone should go out and see it for themselves. Um, <laughs> you should know that Howard's Odyssey sees him square off against the cartel of Santa Clauses or Santa Claus. I'm not sure. Uh, a bloody, a bloodthirsty reindeer, and a whole bunch of boys in blue, aka the cops. Um, when reviewing this movie, I think it's poignant to remember the climate in which this movie came out in. A comedy era that produced some of the best movies that have ever and possibly will ever be seen. Some of those are Billy Madison, Tommy Boy, Dirty Work, Dumb and Dumber, Groundhog Day. Like, I could go on for ages. Do. <laughs> I didn't write any more down, so fuck you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> This is basically, this was this SNL golden era. SNL greats were at the peak mm. of their powers producing masterclasses in comedy. Um, and in turn, I feel Jingle All The Way may have been overshadowed slightly, which was re- reflected in its lowly IMDb rating of 5.5. Uh, what? Jingle All The Way hits all the right notes with poignant moments of heartfelt guilt from a father torn between providing for his family, fiscally and emotionally. It gives this A-grade slapstick comedy. Uh, you you haven't lived until you've seen Arnie uppercut a deer. <laughs> And it wasn't afraid to shy away from some adult humour. I'm looking at you, Sinbad, for yelling, Rodney King, when a bunch of angry shoppers jump on you. (laughs) Finally, and most importantly, it forces us to look at the consumer madness of the holiday season. Bonus points in the movie go to a scene where Arnie does his best Bruce Lee impression, and another scene where Arnie refers to an unorganised group of policemen as terrorists at a tea party. (laughs) The only mistake this movie made was being released between Ransom and Space Jam. (laughs) In keeping with IMDb, I'm going to give this movie a 5.5 out of 5. Instant classic. I can't believe it. It's only got five point five on IMDb. Yeah. That's atrocious. I, I looked at. I couldn't believe it myself. I was genuinely blown away by that. That's a bunch crazy. of Grinches. Bunch of Grinches. What do you think is more offensive about Jingle All the Way? Sinbad's uh, portrayal of a black man, or Sinbad's <laughs> portrayal of a postman? <laughs> well, I, I, I left it out of the review there, but there is a scene where he he threatens to blow up a bunch of like yeah, police officers with a mail bomb. He steals the show in that movie. Yeah. He's great. And then he actually does blow up a bunch of police officers with a mail bomb inadvertently. So, uh, yeah, there's some <laughs> uh, not PC stuff in there, but it was all hilarious. Yeah, okay. Well, Lachlan, can you do us a favor and cut out Brad's review and we'll post it as a separate episode because it was so long. <laughs> and um, when oh, you're ready... You. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he never does any research. He never does anything. I come out and just... Fucking hit that out of the park, and this is the shit I get. It was very good, Brad. I, I, I'll definitely pay it. I appreciate it. Right, are you ready for yours? Hit me. 
Morgan's movie review, starring Lachlan. Okay, so uh, this week I watched 1989's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah. Yep, good choice, excellent choice. So Christmas Vacation is a literal comedy of errors. Chevy Chase's Clark Griswold is a man who loves his family and loves Christmas, but as anyone who is familiar with the Vacation franchise will know, nothing ever goes right for him. I'm sure everyone's seen Christmas Vacation before. It's a classic, and they play it on TV every year around Christmas, so I probably don't need to go into too much plot detail here. Essentially, it's a movie about a man who wants to give his family the perfect Christmas, but the universe kicks him in the dick at every turn. This is my mum's favourite Christmas movie, so I've seen it dozens of times, but last night when I actually sat down and watched it, I realised that I don't think I've ever actually watched the whole thing start to finish. Hmm. Uh, There were some scenes, most notably the very opening, that I don't recall ever having seen. Now that I have seen the entire movie, I can tell you this. Christmas Vacation is not a good film. It's, (laughs) It's not well edited, the camera work is inconsistent, and the music is just bad. The director, Jeremiah Chechik, had only directed a couple of music videos before this, and it shows. Dude just wasn't ready for the big time. One has to wonder how much better it could have been if Harold Ramis stuck around or had Chevy Chase not been so much of a dickhead and scared off Chris Columbus. With that said, Christmas Vacation is a lot of fun. Just because a movie isn't technically good doesn't mean it's bad. Chevy Chase is an excellent comedic actor, as has been shown many times over the years, with the likes of Caddyshack, Three Amigos, and The Original Vacation. His acting and John Hughes' writing are what sell this movie. It also doesn't hurt that Beverly D'Angelo is so spicy. (laughs) For those of you playing at home, you can make out her right nipple early on in the movie when she and Chevy Chase are in bed. Of course, I also need to mention Cousin Eddie... Played by Randy Quaid. It's always a treat when you see his stupid face show up in a movie. (laughs) I don't really know how to end this, so I'll just drop this little factoid that not a lot of people realise. Rusty, Clark Griswold's son, is played by a young Johnny Galecki, who you might know better as Leonard from Brad's favourite show, The Big Bang Get fucked. Oh, really? Yeah. No, surely not. Yeah, seriously. No way. Yeah. He doesn't have the right colour hair. It's him. Alright, Lucky. Fuck off. What do you rate it? Oh, uh, out of ten? <laughs> well, out of five, apparently. <laughs> Brad. Out of five? No, uh, I go out of ten. Out of ten. A six. Six out of ten? Out, six out of ten. Six out of oh. five. Okay. I'm surprised you uh, didn't rate it that high. Do you think if you watched it for the first time ever yesterday, you would have rated it higher? <sighs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if it just hasn't aged well or if I'm just too cynical as an adult now. I'm guessing um, cynical. Uh, You're too grinchy. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I can relate to him being super stressed out with all his family around and like <laughs> going out of his fucking mind because nothing's going right and everyone in his house is just a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> I can relate to that and I had oh, I had a giggle. <laughs> you can't wreck Lachlan's wife kid. <laughs> I had a giggle throughout the movie. But uh, like I said, it's not, like, it's not technically a good movie. Surely it gets a seven for D'Angelo nipple though come on I mean it's not it's an accident it's not meant to be <laughs> yeah that's the best kind of make nipple. it out through <laughs> her taboo nipple <laughs> she has a surprisingly ample bosom by the way <laughs> I never realised before <laughs> in every vacation movie Clark Griswold Chevy Chase's character is going after other women he's got fucking this tasty piece right there <laughs> spicy piece <laughs> yeah tasty piece <laughs> Okay. <laughs> all right, so uh, all right. Moving on, um, we'll talk about the meaning of Christmas, guys. So, uh, what do you think is the meaning of Christmas, Brad? Is the meaning uh, hope, joy, family, <laughs> Jesus? What's the meaning of Christmas? Well, I mean, for for, for me, Christmas is, is is a family time. I mean, I get, I get together with my family. We all we all do either lunch or dinner. You know, exchange gifts. It's good. It's a good time. Everyone. You know, you get the, the aunties, the uncles, everybody in. Um, so I'm going to go with family. It's not about the gifts and, you know, as much as I love, you know, newborn, tiny baby Jesus, uh, it's, mo- it's more for me, it's about family. Oh, that's quite nice. Look, yeah. then, what about you? Uh, pig disgusting capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it's about. That's all. I've worked in retail for too long. I just, this time of year, it makes people angry. It makes people unreasonable. It makes me have to deal with getting yelled at. For no reason. I and think I have, to, I have to see family, and I don't give a fuck about them. You know? yeah. oh, 
<laughs> How can you be upset when you're three bowls a trifle deep on Christmas Day? Like That is the key redeeming factor. <laughs> so Christmas for you is trifle. <laughs> yeah. It's trifling and about trifle. <laughs> well, when you when you strip the religion out of Christmas, you're definitely left with the foundation of consumerism. Mm-hmm. Like there's no there's no denying that. You know, if you're not having a religious Christmas, you're definitely doing all the yep. um, consumer stuff, which is um, probably where we fall as well. But I, I love Christmas. I think it's about family. I think it's about hope and it's doing nice things for people. I helped a lady at the supermarket the other day. She was having trouble lifting stuff into her car. And I was like, hey, old lady, I'll help you. And she said, why can't you do that for the rest of the year, though? Why is it going to be only at Christmas? <laughs> like, this, this, is what, so this is what you were saying. You said, around Christmas... Like, a lot of people get angry and stuff like that. I think it's the opposite. I think everybody's angry during the year, and then a few people, like, perk up at Christmas, and then you notice the angry people because they're, like, they're, you know, <laughs> they're, like, one in ten people instead of one in every two people, and they're the Grinches, and everyone's being nice, and you're probably all Grinched up and stuff, so you're, like, looking at them being like, oh, motherfuckers. So then you're, you know, you're one of the angry people often. So, you know, get, get in the spirit. <laughs> Strongly disagree. <laughs> yeah, well, you would, because you're a Grinch. <laughs> and your anyway, sizes this, too small. this lady said to me, Merry Christmas. And I said, God bless. And then I walked off. So we got Christmas. We got a bit of religion in there. It was a nice, nice experience for everybody. So I think it's... <laughs> I think it's important to remember the reason why we're celebrating it, that is, um, sweet little baby Jesus. But I think, you know, people aren't in it for the religion, so you don't want to cram it down their throats or anything. But, you know, we are here for joy and hope and the salvation of mankind and everything. And, mm-hmm. you know, we get to enjoy family and gifts and stuff like being that. Being forced so, to buy gifts for other people and getting a whole bunch of gifts that you don't fucking want. And being just... able to buy <laughs> gifts for other people, I think. It's a joy. <laughs> you have got to be the most miserable prick. <laughs> Brad's coming over to my side. I think I've convinced him. We've got one I've got, to, I've got to balance it out. My wife loves Christmas too much, so uh, I've got to go to the other extreme. He's <laughs> yeah. polar opposites. Okay, well, yeah. in, in researching for this episode, uh, we thought it would be interesting to talk about famous events that have taken place on Christmas Day or thereabouts. So, we've each got one event to talk about. So, Lachlan, can you go first? <coughs> so, Christmas is a very important time of year. <laughs> because, as Morgs just mentioned, uh, it's not just Christmas. A lot of other historically important things have happened around that time of year. So, gentlemen, I want you to cast your minds back. Imagine you're in America, the 1865. The Civil War has just ended. Abraham Lincoln has freed the slaves and the South is in the midst of the Reconstruction. The Negro suddenly has all the same rights as you and I and that just doesn't sit right with you. (laughs) They didn't. You decide something needs to be done. They weren't slaves anymore, but they didn't. So you, (laughs) along with five other Confederate veterans, gather in Pulaski, Tennessee on Christmas Eve and found a secret brotherhood to oppose the Republicans and everything they stand for. You are former General Nathan Bedford Forrest. And you are the first Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. That's right, boys and girls. The Ku Klux Klan was founded on Christmas Eve in 1865. By a Democrat. (laughs) (laughs) Extremely extremely Christmassy. Well, personally, (laughs) I think it's really sad that at a time when people are supposed to be filled with love and hope, these guys had hearts full of hate and anger. It just really makes me sad. The original Grinches. Uh, I don't know the Grinch story too well, otherwise I could come up with a funny rhyme or something here. But um, <laughs> funny little, funny little tidbit about uh, the general, <laughs> the, the wizard, general. the grandest uh, of yeah, grand wizard, grand wizard Nathan Bedford, Bedford Forrester. Uh, he actually tried to disband the KKK a few years later because he didn't like what they turned into <laughs> with all the uh, all the lynchings and the crossburners and stuff. <laughs> That's not what I'm about, guys. So he he ordered that he was disbanding it, and everyone had to burn their uh, you know, their white hoods and stuff. Uh, strangely, no one listened. <laughs> Took on yeah, a lot of it. They were in too deep. He uh, yeah yeah. He was too good a leader. <laughs> 
All right, well, thanks for telling us that wonderful story yeah. Christmas time. Uh, Brad, do you want to go next? Yeah, conversely, mine is much more uplifting. Uh, hmm. If you uh, cast your minds forward from that, but back from now. Uh... <laughs> You're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I am. <laughs> uh, so... I, I, I was looking into a little invention you may have heard of called the Christmas Truce of uh, 1914. Hmm. Uh, any of you boys familiar with it? No? Yeah, I think we both are, so we can probably move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, it was an unsanctioned and spontaneous ceasefire between the Allies and Axis forces on the Western Front. Um, so I've got all kinds of interesting facts here. It involved more than 100,000 troops. Um, when I say unsanctioned as well, unsanctioned by the... Uh, uh, higher ups in the army. Um, That's what unsanctioned means. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> fuck you. Um, anyway, it was uh, it was five months into World War One, so 1914, um, and it was very much frowned upon by the higher ups. They thumbed their noses at it. Um, but basically, uh, some brave people crossed into no man's land, and there's the Germans and the French and uh, English people uh, played a little game of soccer. There was a spontaneous game of soccer. You got to understand that the the Western Front was huge. It was uh, probably about. Six 700 odd kilometers long of trenches um so there was lots of reports of spontaneous games of soccer um exchanging of gifts and prisoners uh even joint burial ceremonies for uh fallen soldiers so it was it, it was really like uh, in the midst of just some some of the worst conditions known to man uh some merriment and joy and christmas caroling some some ceasefires only lasted through christmas eve and into christmas day uh some of them lasted as long as new year's day so they were pretty pretty special considering and and they were never able sort of to recapture that like they 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 tried to do it again in 1915 and 1916 but um the higher-ups in 1915 specifically ordered uh shellings on on enemy positions to discourage it and then by <laughs> 1916 the use of poison gas and relations had, had worsened quite a bit so they were never able there were some very small um ceasefires but these guys were fighting in such close pro- proximity that they would often actually sing together anyway. Um, they would yell out to each other and they'd taunt each other via song, but they, you know, they'd, they'd sing different, different kind of. So they, just to give you an idea of how close they just were, just good banter. Yeah, just good banter. They would taunt each other via song, um, and then they would just go to war and just murder Literally. the shit of each other out of each other. And then yeah, for something like this to happen, I think it's like you see the, the best and worst in mankind. I mean, over the combined four years of the the Western Front, there was thirteen point nine five million people killed like it was not a, a small little thing there's a lot of people killed in the western front so yeah it's pretty crazy um little ray of hope amongst the yeah bleak, exactly uh, which i think really speaks to the the power of christmas uh mr grinch yeah so, how yeah. hefty were the testicles on the man who first stepped into no man's land oh <laughs> like monster monster nards <laughs> surely he, he's like this is a trap this he, had is to, he had to they throw gonna, his testicles up over the trench <laughs> And then pull himself up because the the sheer weight of them. <laughs> I think, um, uh, from what I know, I think it was like a, a gradual process that they were singing, um, and the British heard the Germans singing, so they started singing back, and then they were like mm. singing to each other, so they were like feeling in good spirits, and then the Germans started putting up like these little Christmas trees and stuff like that. Yeah, in, in some areas they said that the, the Germans put candles on their trees and were singing carols, and then the British cheered, um, and then they responded with carols in turn. But it, because it was such a long, um, uh, front. It, it was different in some areas. Some some people actually, um, some areas the Germans initiated. They actually got out of the trenches with uh, white flags and um, cowards <laughs> to <laughs> to signal their intent. And then because um, a lot of them actually spoke fluent English because they'd lived in London prior to the start of the war, so um, they initiated. And then in some areas the British soldiers actually got out of the trenches and, and initiated. So it, it was a mixture. There were some areas where it was like a slow boil where they you know would sing out or yell out to each other. Some places someone initiated on either side so it was a, but the balls to get out of a trench walk across yeah, no man's right, land that's crazy even I was reading there was an account of a British officer who said that he was very hesitant to go out there even once everyone had started because he was afraid it might there might be German snipers watching yeah no shit yeah so. can't trust now, Brad, crowds Brad I heard um, Hitler was involved or not involved in this do you have any corroboration on that I did not see any mention of Hitler being involved I think it was frowned upon by both uh, higher ups so I'm not okay sure. well yeah, Hitler you... Hitler was this um, German soldier in World War one and then he like had a later political career mm. but um <laughs> apparently 
apparently he was like a soldier and he was he was like scorning his fellow troops and saying like no don't go up there they're the enemy don't talk to them uh, i didn't apparently. i didn't see any mention that but i do know that hitler was spared in world war one sounds like british my kind of guy. soldier who after he was he was he was wounded and then yeah the british soldier didn't finish him off so regular maybe. nathan bedford forrester there's, a, there's probably <laughs> six million jews who regret that decision <laughs> oh god <laughs> uh okay well my story uh, is about Christmas Day and Boxing Day, so I want you to cast your minds back to 1776. You gotta stop stealing my shit. <laughs> <laughs> so the current general and future president, Georgie Boy Washington, has command of a huge army in New York. Lord Howe of the British landed on Long Island in August, and after several decisive victories over the rebels, managed to push GW and his gang out of New York City. They retreated across the Hudson River into New Jersey, and the British chased them all the way through the state, forcing George and his army to cross the Delaware River into Philadelphia. It was now mid-December, and the weather was all cold and shitty. Roads were blocked up with snow, rivers were beginning to freeze over, and Lord Howe, feeling particularly proud of himself, declared that the war was over for the winter. British soldiers started fortifying themselves in barracks, while Washington's army was left in the cold, many without blankets and tents, having only fires to keep them warm. Washington had lost 90% of his numbers from New York, and his men being captured, killed, deserted, or simply choosing not to re-enlist because morale was so low. The rest of his enlistments would expire on December the 31st, so Washington was on the brink of being a general without an army. <sighs> the west side of the Delaware River was being held by 1,700 Hessian soldiers. German mercenaries paid by the British Crown. Washington knew he had to do something drastic, so he decided to launch a daring raid on the Hessian barracks when they would least suspect it. Washington, along with 2,400 of his men, a bunch of cannons and some horses, crossed the half-frozen Delaware River at 11pm on Christmas night. They landed nine miles north of the Hessian barracks and marched south all night, arriving just after dawn. The weather was fucking horrible. The roads were all blocked up with snow. It was cold as shit and raining and hailing <laughs> and everything. It was A bunch of the guys didn't even have shoes. The weather was so bad, in fact, that two patriots died during the march from exposure. The daring oh, stunt paid off, though, because when they arrived at the barracks, the Hessians were completely stunned. The Americans suffered no casualties and killed 22 Germans, including their commander. As soon as Colonel Roll died, the Hessians laid down their arms and surrendered. The Americans raided the barracks, taking much-needed arms, ammunition, and supplies back into Philadelphia. Cold, exhausted, but victorious. They took with them 900 captured German soldiers and sent them to Philadelphia. News of the daring raid spread across the colonies, renewing hope for what was beginning to look like a failed revolution. Patriots from all over signed up to fight in the Continental Army in the Continental Army and Washington knew he needed to keep the good times rolling. Washington led another crossing of the Delaware on December 29, and his army posted up on the south side of Assenpink Creek in Trenton, waiting for General Cornwallis's army to show up from Princeton, New Jersey. The Americans fought hard in Trenton, but it was clear that they were outnumbered and would be defeated the next morning. But no, 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 the absolute mad lad, George Washington, <laughs> pulled another sneaky move. A few hundred rebel soldiers tended to fires and made noise with shovels and picks all night convincing the British that they were digging trenches for a tough battle the next day. Meanwhile, Washington and the rest of his men sneaked around Cornwallis's army during the night, arriving at Princeton by the morning to attack the British barracks. Cornwallis had taken most of his men to Trenton, and the forces left at Princeton were easily overwhelmed by the Americans. Alexander Hamilton even brought his army to Princeton to join the fun, so it was a real star-studded event. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> Lord Howe made the decision to pull Cornwallis and his troops all the way back to New York, and Washington took his men north to Morristown, New Jersey, to post up for the rest of the winter. In the span of two weeks, Washington's army had gone from cold and exposed to warm and sheltered, demoralized to emboldened, depleted to having new enlistments, and defensively running to offensively charging. Charging. They had proven to all those who yearned for liberty that they could hold their own against the strongest and most well-trained army in the world. And George Washington proved that he had balls the size of grapefruits. And as we know, he would be swinging them only a few years later as president. <laughs> bit of a change of pace from uh, Brad's story about a truce on Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to uh, say, as, as, as much as I love an anti-war story, nothing really beats a pro-war story. When somebody <laughs> just does something. George awesome Washington like thought, hey, I'll think we're going to have a truce on Christmas. We'll show that. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> we'll show those cowards celebrating. <laughs> that was the idea. It was like 
the Germans love Christmas, so they're going to be enjoying Christmas. Mm. The last thing they're going to expect is for Americans to show up in the morning because they know it would take so long to get across there that they would have to travel all through the shitty night on Christmas night. There's no way they'd do that. So, you know, really took them by surprise. That's, uh, you're uh, absolutely ballsy. I can't believe some of them didn't have shoes that, to walk to march nine miles without <laughs> shoes. That's fucked up. Yeah, well, a couple of guys died, so that's, you know. <laughs> You think, he didn't take all. He didn't take all his men across the river with him. You think he'd be like, "All right, who doesn't have shoes?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're coming with me. <laughs> you guys can stay home. <laughs> Get a crack a few eggs to make a superpower. You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's um, that's you know a feel good story that happened on Christmas and uh, yeah, very famous event of the Revolutionary War. Um, yeah. So I hope you guys like my. <laughs> <laughs> little story there and i think that means that it's time to do morgan's movie review oh, here we go morgan morgan morgan's movie review so the patriot 2000 stars mel gibson as the patriot and heath ledger as another lesser patriot but nevertheless still a patriot <laughs> Gibson plays an 18th century version of his typecast, a man seeking revenge for a slain family member. It is the story of a widower who just wants to live a quiet life on his farm in South Carolina with his children and be left alone. He gives an impassioned speech against his state joining the war against England, expressing his desire to gain independence through diplomatic means. He purposefully states, I will not fight, and because I will not fight, I will not cast a vote that will send others to fight in my stead. He warns of the terrible tragedies and loss of innocent life that will necessarily come from war. He expressly forbids his eldest son from enlisting. This guy could not be more (laughs) anti-war. He has experienced the horrors of battle firsthand and has no desire to experience them again. But just when he thought he was out, they pull him back in. After a sadistic British colonel kills one of his sons and takes the other hostage, Mel Gibson gathers his rifles, his pistol, and a tomahawk and frees his abducted son in one of the greatest action scenes in the history of the- <laughs> Now Mel is all in with the war effort, doing whatever he can to find that colonel who murdered his son. In ransom, Mel yells down the phone line, Give me back my son! In Braveheart... In Braveheart, Mel yells, freedom, as he is being tortured. In What Women Want, Mel says, I'm gay. (laughs) But in The Patriot, Mel delivers perhaps his most chilling line of all time. Before this war is over, I'm going to kill you. It's the kind of cold and measured delivery, delivery of a brutal and intense line that has only ever been matched by one other actor, Liam Neeson in Taken. (laughs) (laughs) The Patriot has been criticised for being historically inaccurate, but as an amateur historian, I can confirm that the Americans were the good guys and the British were the bad guys. (laughs) That fact... That that fact is accurately portrayed in the film, so the rest of it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it is our great pride as Australians that the two main patriots in this movie were played by actors from our wonderful nation. However, we had the chance to gain independence from the British in 1999 in a referendum 223 long years after the US spilled so much blood to smell that sweet air of liberty. We could have gained our independence without firing a single shot, but instead we decided to remain part of the crown. Though we are still tyrannised by the British today, Australian patriots can <laughs> Australian patriots can watch this fantastic movie and dream of our greatest citizen, Mel Gibson, impaling a charging British horse with an Australian flag instead of the Stars and Stripes. <laughs> Nine out of ten. <laughs> it's not a Christmas movie. Yeah, but yeah, it's about the Revolutionary War. It's, I just talked about that. <laughs> Washing across the Delaware, you know. <laughs> Washington's not even in the Patriot. There's mention of Washington in the Patriot. Oh, no, but it's like, you know, I, every episode I do a movie about something we discuss in the episode and we discuss the Crossing the Delaware, which is a Revolutionary War, you know. Literally say Christmas movies. I uh, think he I, don't get me wrong, I love the Patriot. I think you he know said I love very special movie review, to uh. be fair. Yeah, it was a very special edition. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, if we were getting to review movies, I would have reviewed Ransom. Give it back, my son! Okay, sorry. Thanks for indulging me. Oh, um, it, was, it was wonderful. Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so next on the list, guys, what are your Christmas traditions? What do you do on Christmas Eve? When do you exchange presents? What do you do during the day? What do you do on Boxing Day? I like to cross the Delaware. Just another thing I fucking hate about Christmas. <laughs> you are the worst fucking human being. Ah, oh, no. We get to do divorce Christmas, which means we have to do it three fucking times. Three times? Yep. How many times have people been in divorce? Too many. Too many. Too many. No, marriage, one, marriage is one for life, two. Friendly. Oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Yeah, sorry, I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one set of divorced parents, one set of not divorced parents. So, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, and Boxing Day. I'm going to do three. You, tra- you know trace, that... kiss, trace Christmases, trace the happiness. Lachlan, you, you, were, you were a Grinch before you married into a divorced family, so don't try to blame that. You know that movie, <laughs> you know that movie Four Christmases with Vince Vaughn and Reese Witherspoon? <laughs> Why don't you review that one? Man? That's basically my life. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure it was written about me. Uh, Lachlan, played by a handsome Vince Ward. Oh, oh. Um, so my day uh, is considerably yeah. less shitty than that. I don't do anything Christmas Eve. I've never, never really done the Christmas Eve stuff. Maybe sometimes do the fireworks. Do you watch um, carols on Christmas Eve? Nah, not really. Oh, Brad. Nah. But wake up Christmas morning. Now, when I was living at home, it'd be like presents, bang, knock those bad boys out. But now that I'm out of home, it's we do. We all do the presents. We wait till everybody's there, smash out presents, Christmas wrapping everywhere. It's fucking awesome. Um, and usually we'll do a lunch, but sometimes. We'll do a lunch and dinner, just like run those bitches together and just be eating for like six straight hours. It's it's sick. Yeah, I, I love Christmas. So good. Trifle, roasts. Oh god. How can you be upset? You are just the worst person, Lachlan. <laughs> well, I just I just realized something, Lachlan. Uh Lachlan has three Christmases to do. Mm-hmm. But you really only have one, don't you, Brett? Because your dad lives ages where. Oh wow, cold. Throw that in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, that's, uh, I'm feeling it suddenly a, a lot less Christmassy. <laughs> Okay, well, See, Christmas so... makes you depressed. It reminds you about your broken home. <laughs> no, yeah, well, only only do one Christmas. But what we do is we switch year to year. So one year it'll be at my auntie's house, and the next year it'll be at my mum's house. So we switch oh, yeah. between the two. Um, and one year my brother will switch with his girlfriend's family, and then the next year he's back with us. So it sort of splits it. But sometimes if we're feeling you know super Christmassy, we'll do a double like dinner lunch. And oh, wow. yeah, so so we might say my brother might do Christmas with his girlfriend's family. And then come for dinner or something like that. So it's a it's it's a it's a solid thing. There's gonna be like thirty people at our Christmas this year. Shit. Yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for it. It's, far it's gonna be so much. They're doing smoked meats as well this year, like like American style barbecue. Oh, I can't Fair believe it. Yeah. To George Washington crossing the Delaware and <laughs> catching some crowds on a way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> you should write a poem about it. Poem. <laughs> he just did the Christmas crowd. <laughs> Um, all right, well, Lachlan, you're probably not involved in this, but Brad, do you watch, um, the cricket on Boxing Day? Is that your Boxing Day tradition? Um, yeah, I always watch the Boxing Day test. Um, it's rude to just but it's, it's... don't watch the cricket. Yeah, I mean, I... no, I don't, but you assumed that's rude. <laughs> yeah, well, of course. We, we know you way too well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I usually watch a bit of Boxing Day test, but it's not like a big tradition thing. It's just because I like cricket. So. Oh, dude, you yeah. eat yourself sick on Christmas Day, uh, you get a little drunk, and then you wake up Boxing Day and you're like, I'm not fucking doing anything today. <laughs> so you just sit in front of the TV and watch the cricket all day. It's awesome. It's the best <laughs> It's the best day of the year, I reckon. Boxing Day is better than Christmas Day. Oh, big call. Well, cool. Boxing Day was when George Washington actually killed all those Germans. <laughs> yeah, it was also when that tsunami killed all those Indonesians. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know, lift our spirits here. Wait, is that a point four or against? <laughs> oh, I was making it as a point four, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Lachlan, you, you said before that you've been um, working in retail for a long time. Too long. So, when do you think it's appropriate for the store to start playing Christmas music? Like, October? Or do you think they should just, like, September? Look, October <laughs> is when they actually start. Uh, I don't think it should be allowed. As much as I'm an advocate for small government, I think there needs to be a law against any <laughs> Christmas music or decorations before the 1st uh, of December. No. 
Well, you know, first it's Christmas decorations and then, you know, the rest comes Lachlan. So don't let your Grinch <laughs> turn you into a statist. Um, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah. Well, I quite like walking through the supermarket and hearing Christmas music, but if I heard it all day, every day, I'd probably. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Go a little bit crazy. That's, that's, so. what, that, that's what kills you. Because, like, I, I used to work for, like, a clothing store, you know. This, um, and I'll tell you this I'll take Christmas carols over the best of Madonna any day. If I have to hear Like a Virgin one more time, I swear to God. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go fucking postal because I would hear that song like I'd do like an eight hour shift and I I'd be serious like oh, I was close <laughs> like I was on some watch lists I think <laughs> so I mean if you really hate Christmas carols I guess I could understand but would you, would you rather listen to Jingle Bells on repeat all day yes is that beat Madonna yeah I cu- I couldn't deal with it anymore it was it was too much and then like they switched it after like oh it would have been like eight or nine months they switched to human nature and that was just oh, as bad Jesus. it was so I, I I was begging for Christmas carols by the end of the year it was oh, <laughs> I'll take that any day raise my spirits yeah well yeah, I, I've been thinking about something, guys. You know, here in Australia, we, we kind of have a big break in holidays before Christmas, whereas yeah. in America, they got Halloween at the end of October, Straight into and then they got Thanksgiving at the yeah. end of November. It's like the last oh, why can't Thursday we have Thanksgiving here. Yeah, I, I well, a bit of, well, you got nothing to be thankful for because you're a miserable cunt. <laughs> Thanksgiving is all the good parts of Christmas. <laughs> you hate your family, shit. clearly, so it's the worst part. Yeah, but the food. The food, You don't Bradley. have to buy people gifts on Thanksgiving, right? Exactly. Exactly. You just have to express your love in words, not in gifts. <laughs> oh, Lachlan's strong points. <laughs> good point. Anyway, I think they've got a good setup because all through October, you're like getting ready for Halloween. And then all through November, you're getting ready for Thanksgiving. And then as soon as Thanksgiving finishes, you're less than a month away from Christmas. So it's appropriate to start doing Christmassy stuff. Whereas in Australia, we're just like, no Halloween, no Thanksgiving. It's like the start of October. What are we doing? Let's just get ready for Christmas, you know? <laughs> I think we just <laughs> Halloween is becoming break. more and more of a thing, though. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about Halloween, Lachlan? You Grinch? What's the Grinch version of? I was about to say, what's the Grinch version of Halloween? Uh, because that's what I am. You don't like it. <laughs> I do not like Halloween. You fucking atheist Satanist. You'd probably love it, wouldn't you? <laughs> what, what? What? When, when you're a little boy? When you're a little boy, guess the I don't know five or six or something. All the other kids are doing trick or treating. Are you gonna let him go? Or are you gonna make it? Are you gonna be this like party pooper? Like, yeah, you get a shit all over his dreams. I'm gonna feel really, really bad. When I just crush that child's spirit, you're not gonna be bad, and say no, not happening, not in this house, not under my roof. So October 31st, he's like, I want to go trick or treating, and you're like, no. All my, all my friends gonna... are going trick or treating. You don't even have to come with us. You're gonna sit down with a Santa hat and watch Jingle all the way. Right? It's Christmas time. <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna sit here and you're gonna watch this movie with me. Do this as a family. I'm gonna make him brush his teeth and then go to bed. <laughs> so all his friends are going. You're gonna yeah. make him the loser kid. Yes. Oh, I'm so <laughs> proud of you. <laughs> you jerk, Lachlan. He's gotta. He's gotta learn that life is uh, a cruel bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's a kid. See, Christmas and Halloween. They're holidays for kids, you know? Just mm. let the kids have fun, like them. Don't be a Grinch and a party yeah. pooper. Spoiler, spoiler. Nah. I'm going to come up with a Halloween version of Grinch. Um, <laughs> but I, I like it. I like driving around the city and seeing all the kids walking around in their costumes and stuff. I yeah. think it's cool. I think they're all having fun. <laughs> sure, and you do Grinch love is like you and Grinch is like you are sitting at home going like, Oh, I hope no fucking kid knocks on my door and fucking tell him to go back to America. Oh, fuck Halloween. Like, no. <laughs> they're having fun, Lachlan. Calm down. That was more accurate than I'd like to admit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny when people are like oh we should celebrate Halloween because it's American I'm like okay what's your favourite movie what's your favourite TV show did you drink coke like everything's American <laughs> fucking get over it I just don't like the idea of more joy in the world <laughs> that is a big statement to make <laughs> What can I say? Misery loves company. Oh, it does. Okay, so we've kind of we've kind of talked about Christmas music a little bit, but do you guys get into it? You know, the the carols, the the pop songs that people release nope. at Christmas, the special nope. 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 albums and stuff. Brad, no, I never never like super been into it. I mean, I don't mind a, a carol, but I don't go seeking it. For example, I'm not going to watch like Christmas carols on TV. Like, uh, it's not my thing. Oh, I love watching the carols by Candlelight. It's this sick motherfucker over here listens to Christmas music just throughout the year. Do you actually? Oh, you know, it's 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 in with the regular listens to and stuff. Oh, not what? like I don't listen to like some 
Random. That, that is fucking. That's psychopathic. <laughs> it is. It's, I don't listen to that's, some. That's some serial killer shit. Just, just, just throws on the playlist, and there's a bit of jingle bells in there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't listen to like random carols or like random people who have sung jingle bells or something. Like, I mean, artists that I like who have done Christmas songs. I'm like, I'm not just gonna like save this for Christmas. I'll listen to it all year. You, you know, are, the Walkman have a lot of Christmas songs. It's pretty. Bright Eyes did a Christmas album. I like listen to that album even when it's not Christmas. It's pretty good. Serial killer. Serial. Killer. You guys are Grinches. I'm not a Grinch, I just don't like to wear people's skin. (laughs) (laughs) It puts the Christmas album on or it gets the hose again. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, well. (laughs) Christmas Jesus is good, so fuck you guys. Um, It's good for Christmas. Brad, do you want to um, yeah. do you want to finish it up with some uh, power rankings? Do you have a power ranking? Yeah. Very special edition of power. Yeah, rankings. do you have a very special edition of your power ranking? They're all special in their own way. Um, no, this one's very special. Yeah, uh, going on with the uh, Christmas theme, obviously. Uh, I am doing the power Not rankings necessary. from one to nine. Santa's reindeers. <laughs> all right. Now, obviously, Wait, so one, you... one will. Okay, I'm going to clarify this because we've had some train wrecks with this in the past. <laughs> You've had some train wrecks. <laughs> Look, we're a team. Um, one is the best, nine being the worst. Okay. Okay. Are you starting at countdown? The I'm best starting or the worst? at one. I'm starting at one. What? No, yep. you got to start at the worst. You can't start at one. No, because I want to end off on a bad note. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh my god! All right, go. Number All right, one. Power rankings. Number one, Blitzen, or in German and Dutch is where it's from, Blixem, all right? And it means... Pretty cool name. It's a pretty cool name, and it means fucking lightning, man, all right? Yeah, that is a pretty that sweet That deer is man. a badass deer, all right? Agreed, number one. Yeah, number Probably one. Probably the best. Probably number two. talking about the rest. Rolling in number two, and this is Donda, or Donna, all right? <laughs> and that is Dutch, Dutch German again. Now, it doesn't sound cool, but... No, it doesn't, man. Blitzen and Donna, they're said together, on Donna, on Blitzen, and they mean thunder and lightning, motherfucker. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah so those deers, they're rolling hard and fast. All right? You got such a wicked name for lightning, Blitzen, yeah. and then you got such a yeah, shit. You, you got to take that up with the Dutch Germans, all right? So that's yeah, I will. Yeah, but got some issues with them, unresolved. Number three. <laughs> number three. Come in, number three. Comet. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Fair. a sweet interstellar Enough death said. missile. So, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't be upset with that. Number four. Vixen. It's a foxy lady or a lady fox. <laughs> 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 I was proud of that. Uh, <laughs> number five, Dasher. You gotta go fast. That's uh, what's wrong with that? It's, it's, it's burning up. Yeah. Number six, Dancer. Kind of lame, bit gay. What are you gonna do? Prancer. That's a gay dancer. So that's really coming in number seven. <laughs> number eight, Cupid. Named after a fat little angel thing with wings. Wait, what? Is one of them Cupid? Yep. And really? You could not have a worse name than that. Okay. Bar number Prancer. nine. So, no. Number eight, Cupid. Number nine, the main show, as everyone calls him, Rudolph. This lazy asshole comes in 116 years after the fact, right? Writes himself in as the main fucking character, the hero, gives himself fucking super pe- superpowers, and now no one else can remember the other assholes because of this red-nosed freak. Fuck this reindeer. It is number nine, worst reindeer. Anyone who likes Rudolph is going directly to hell and on the naughty list. <laughs> Controversial choice, Brad. Jeez. Yeah, come at me, haters. <laughs> you can have your freak mutant reindeer. What kind of reindeer has a red fucking nose? Come uh, everyone everyone who disagrees with Brad because Rudolph is obviously the best reindeer uh, can tweet us and tell us how much piece of a shit Brad is. Yeah, yeah Brad, you're ruining Christmas for all these kids. <laughs> you know, when, you go to, when you go to a store to buy like a, a stuffed toy or something and it's mm-hmm. a reindeer, it's got a red fucking nose. It's, it's Rudolph. Like, yeah. It's not just some random reindeer. This, boy, this guy's the... an asshole. He didn't come in, like I said, 116 years after the fact. The first thing was in like uh, 1820-something and then the next, uh, 1823, and then the, the next, the first mention of Rudolph was in 1939. That motherfucker was 116 years off the pace and now everyone remembers his name, but none of the other. Hey, right, nineteen thirty nine. Yeah, it was the first mention. No, you know what else was going on in nineteen thirty nine? Lots World of crazy shit going down. Yeah, it was a serious. Year. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think German Rudolph is a, a sympathizer? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's controversial. We're getting in too much trouble here. We're gonna have you know the. <laughs> if we're anything, not all gonna turn into Grinches again. If, it, if any of them were gonna <laughs> be <laughs> sympath, <laughs> if any of them were sympathizers, it would be Blitzenkrieg. <laughs> Blitzenkrieg. <laughs> okay, 
Yeah, well, it's yeah. good, good enough place to end it. So, um, thank you everybody for listening to this very special episode of Brad is a Bad Person. We've had a lot of fun, had a lot of laughs, but sincerely from all of us, Merry Christmas. Have a good time. Don't be a Grinch. Enjoy it. Crazy Kwanzaa. Thanks. And uh, just to take us out, uh, a little bit of uh, triggering given the current political climate. Uh, take it away, Dean Martin. <laughs> All right, guys, time to get a drink. Shannon, get me some eggnog. Easy on the nug. But baby, it's cold outside. Got to go but baby, it's cold outside. This evening has been, been hoping that you drop so in. Nice. I'll hold your hands, they're just like My ice. Will start to Beautiful, hurt. what's your Listen to the fireplace so roar. Really Beautiful, please don't well, hurry. Maybe just a half a drink Put more. some records on while I pour. Baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this no drink? cabs to be had out there. Your eyes are like starlight now I'll take your hat Your hair looks swell Mind if I move in close What's the sense of hurting my pride Baby, don't hold out Baby, it's cold outside Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome has How been lucky that you dropped so in. Nice and Look out the window at the storm. Gosh, your lips look my delicious. Waves upon the tropical shore. My Gosh, your lips are delicious. Never such a blizzard before. But baby, you'd freeze out there. It's up to your knees out there. You've really been I thrill when you touch my hands. How can you do this thing to me? Think of my lifelong If you got pneumonia and die, get over that old out. Baby, it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside.